You are listening to Drop Tent Media Network. Uh, my undocumented ass podcast. With Che Guerrero. The you winds really change talk. in one direction. They got to harass someone else. I get it. I get exactly. it. Like, people don't realize how just one little access can literally change a whole family's life. Hey, welcome to another episode of My Undocumented Ass Podcast. We have a great episode today. I sat down with activists, all around amazing leader, Ava Santos Velos. She talked about growing up uh, with DACA, coming from the Dominican Republic, all the work she's doing in organizing the youth to apply for scholarships. And we got into a very, very heavy conversation about the migrant crisis in New York City and the negative narrative that's coming out from our own community. This conversation was filled with so much. I had a great time talking to her. I know you guys are going to have a great time listening to it. Check it out. First and foremost, how do you, is it Eva or Ava? Eva. 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 Okay. Eva. I don't know. Like, I, I, I always get, I, I'm, I'm not great at, <laughs> I'm not great at reading. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind. Okay. I, I have people that call me Eva, Eve, okay. um, a bunch of names. Yeah. I think we get used to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mine, you know, my mine's Che, but people are like Che, Chai, Chi. I'm like, whatever, man, just whatever you, whatever you call me, I don't care. <laughs> Eva, yeah, like we were saying before, like I've I've actually gotten to meet you. I met you at Casa TikTok uh, over the summer, and then we got to meet. Uh, no, like it was September. It was a Hispanic Heritage Month, and then we met yeah. down in Washington D.C. So we've actually uh, gotten to like know each other a little bit of each other's work. So I wanted to just, like bring you on here because like I'm first of all. Uh, I know, you know, you're no longer with the organization. So I met you, uh, DC while we were working with United We Dream real quick. And I was super impressed at your wrangling skills. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> like there were 200 young undocu youths and me, and, and you were like, Todo venga, no, no se vayan allá. like you were wrangling everybody. You were changing the chance. And I was like, yo, Ava has got some skills at, at organization. Thank you so much. That means so much. That means the world. Actually, that was a powerful moment. And I and I actually remember you too. I think it is like a vivid memory that I have of you under the umbrella chanting as well. And I think I'm never gonna forget that it was like definitely a, a life changing experience during yeah. um that mobilization. It was it was the biggest one we had. Um, yeah in the last um four years so it was definitely um big and amazing and i remember that me calling everybody making sure that everybody was safe yeah definitely yeah you were you were stern kind and professional and i was like dude that that is that is a leader like i looked at you I was like that is a leader right there and i'm very happy to to know her as like a friend i'm like that's a leader and, and a friend it's, it's amazing and that was actually the first time i've actually ever done a march and uh, I'll be real with you. It's really, it's really changed my outlook on on what you know, activism is, and also, I guess, I guess maybe this is where I'm getting a little bit of trouble on the internet right now, where I am not kind with my activism. I am very, fuck you. Uh, I don't give an inch. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I I hate white people and I hate this government, and I'm not gonna give an inch. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, so yeah. I there, feel. So being there and seeing the way we were treated, it made me realize why you don't give an inch because they really were mistreating us. They were trying to, you know, the Capitol Police was being very mean to us, you know, and yeah. and unfortunately, you know, and this is something that I saw and, you know, what was happening in police violence on online, Cap the, the, the Capitol Police of color, the people of color were the worst to us. Oh, yeah. They were the meanest Always. to us. I was like, this Always. is unbelievable. Yeah. A hundred percent. We actually, I was actually, when I was like 
walking with the group, I was actually um, stopped by, like, you know, a police, a cut of color. And yeah. I was just like, okay, I thought it was good. She was going to greet us. And it was not, not at all. It not was definitely, all. yeah, I need to move away from here. And it was it's definitely shocking. Every yeah. time, like, um, you go through those mobilizations, there's something, a great experience that you take in, but definitely um, you take in moments like that where you it's like, you realize like, okay, we have a lot of people against us. Um, And even in big moments like this, um, Mm -hmm. when we were together in community, you know, that was, that was kind of shocking to see the Capitol police, especially, you know, men, women of color who were against us, like, like stingently against us. Like I'll never forget somebody telling me that like one of the police officers of color goes, listen, it's raining and it's cold. And if any of you try shit, we're going to bring down the hammer on you because they were just miserable that it was cold and we were out there. And I was like, that is so mean. Like, we're fighting here for human rights. And you're like, it's raining. And I'm like, I'm sorry that we didn't. We didn't know it was going to rain today. We wouldn't have done it today. Except, you know, we flew people from all over the country. We just didn't check the weather a week before. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, that's what actually was I was told. She told me, like, oh, are y'all going to rally? Because I'm not going to have my my staff under the rain. Because you guys want to rally. And I'm just like, yeah, we're still rallying. We still believe in this. Like, regardless, no matter what's going on, we're going to fight for this. So, yeah, you're going to have to have your staff work today. I'm sorry. Yeah, bring out a poncho. Look at all of us with poncho. You guys are going to have to work today. Hey, here's a poncho. Here you go. Get to work. We are at work here. (laughs) But, um... Tell me a little bit about you, because like I, I know you're a DACA recipient and everything, but like you know, I always, uh, always, we always start this off with like you know, how did it happen to you? Like, how'd you get here? And sort of like, what led you to those those moments? Sure. So you know, I'm Dominican. Um, I came here when I was really young. Yay! Yeah, Dominicanos. When I was really, yes. yeah. When I was really young, um, I was actually nine years old. Um, when okay. I came to the United States, not for the first time. I actually came when I was three. But, you know, Dominicans, my mom came with tourist visa back and forth. And then when I was nine, she's like, okay, we're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no going back. We came with a tourist visa. We mm-hmm. we overstayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were undocumented. I mean, I'm still undocumented. I'm still a DACA recipient. But, mm-hmm. like, most of my family, um, except my sister that was born here, um, okay. she was undocumented. We were all undocumented. So, like, my mom became a resident four years ago. Okay. So then my brother... So slowly, everyone has been adjusting their status. Um, but we 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 have struggled. I think we have like all like the typical New York story, um, where it's like we struggle a lot. We went through shelters. I'm a mom of three children. Um, a lot of people yeah. don't know that, but I'm like, yes, I'm a mom of three. Um, I have a I, teenager, fifteen yeah. year old. <laughs> yeah, as much energy as you had at, at that DC march, I would not have guessed. I'm a, I'm a father of two, really one, because my oldest like I was there every other weekend. I'm exhausted all the time. Like, <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, um, yeah, it's been. I think the kids is like what push make us move forward always, yeah. um, and give us the energy. And for me to chant, I was chanting for them. So every time I'm like with out there, I'm like I know like they're with me. So I think that's where I get the energy from. Yeah. But I'm um, going back to like where I came from. Like you know, I did a lot of up the work of the books um work in the city before I became a DACA recipient. Yeah. Like money transfer office, supermarkets things like that and then you know DACA came DACA thankfully um came up it took me a year and a half to actually apply because one thing that drew me into organizing was like the lack of voice in the Dominican Republic community when it comes to being undocumented Mm -hmm. um and I think that's one of the reasons why I struggle so much because we don't voice out a lot um being undocumented and the struggles that we face 
I think that's why we lack a lot of resources, like, and a lot of help. That's exactly kind of like what people don't realize, especially about growing up in New York City. I'm Dominican from New York City, mm -hmm. you know, same, grew up six years old. I consider myself a New Yorker. Like, we don't talk yeah. about that shit. Like, undoc the undocumented community in New York is underground, at least for a long time it was. At least when yes. I grew up, like, we did not talk about it. We did not like it stayed in your family and maybe like the cousins that you knew, but you thought you were the only person going through it. And it is yeah. wild how much, how quiet the Dominican community is about this undocumented status. A hundred percent. And I think I, I carry a, a lot of that for a long time and not necessarily feeling like embarrassed, but just mm. feeling alone. Like, like who am I going to share this with? Like, I, I don't know who to share it. And yeah. I feel like I, I grew up like that. And now that I'm doing, doing this work, I'm connecting like with high school friends that they're like DACA recipients. And I'm just like, what? Like you, we were undocumented together and we didn't know this. And it's, it's because of the same reason. Like, you know, we, we fear sharing our stories. And again, when I became a DACA recipient, it took me a year and a half because I didn't know where to apply for DACA, where to go and what to do. So I had wow. to, I went to the, like, you know, I went to the Dominican consulate, yeah. you know, to ask for help. And yeah. finally, like until this day, they don't know what DACA is. Like 10 years later, like they don't know what DACA is. Like if you call the consulate, they don't even know that it exists um, at all. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's one of the work, a lot of the work that I'm doing now is like raising awareness and just calling them out on yeah. the lack of help. Like, um, there, there is 3,000 Dominican DACA recipients that back when applications were open, mm -hmm. they would have benefited from the program, but they did not because they didn't know. They didn't have the information, yeah. you know? But guess what? They did have the Dominican passport. So that, yeah. means that, that means that they were there at some point. So if you would have told them about DACA, they would also probably had a work permit. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's just like, it's really like, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing to like, it's to see that, there is no help for Dominicans a lot. Yeah. Like when it comes to like, yeah, that's why that's why I started around because I'm like, oh, what? Like I need I need to voice out like what is going on. Like yeah, it cannot be. Alguien tiene que hacerlo. So that's when I actually started organizing and I found United We Dream. Um, they they had like this volunteer led program. Yeah, and they're like, okay, um, we're fighting for citizenship. And I'm like, okay, I think I want to be one of the I, I want to be that Dominican that starts doing rallies in the city. Yeah, Let yeah. me try it out. I didn't have no organizing experience ever. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to do my first rally. I'm going to do it in front of Schumer's office. And with the help of United We Dream, like they gave me a toolkit with information. And, you know, I I, I did my first rally. It was my family. It was like yeah. 25 people. Yeah. But there, that's when I found my passion. That was the day that I was like, oh, my God, I really like I really enjoy this. This is something yeah. that I, I felt like I belong. I felt like for the first time ever, like I stepped I just stepped out of that, like that shell that I have for the long time, like being undocumented in the city and being like, quiet, having to yeah, be quiet. Miedo, like, you know, mm -hmm. so scared of just like saying like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm undocumented and I'm mm -hmm. a mom. And also like, you know, being a mom, I, I didn't get to go to college. So I felt like my story didn't hold value because, wow. you know, a lot of the narrative of undocumented is like, okay, they're undocumented, but yeah, they have a master's degree, like just to back up, like the fact that we are undocumented, we, I feel like a lot of a lot of times, like tend to like the community tends to like okay, the degree um, is 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 the way to pay forward. Yeah. Like me being undocumented, you know. And so I felt like you know, I felt like I didn't. My story didn't hold value for that. 
and I understand what's kind of what you're saying. And maybe, maybe this might be jumping off topic and I'm something that I'm dealing oh, with sure. today. And you're also in New York city. Like, you know, it's, you're hearing about all these migrants that are coming to like, you know, New York now and stuff. And like, they're being told to be grateful. And I think that's really disrespectful. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we are always held up as the good immigrants or the immigrants who work 30 years and never complain. And if you do anything outside of that, you're a problem. Even within our own community, the amount of immigrants that are telling me that these immigrants should be thankful and they should just shut up. I'm like, ¿Qué te pasa a ti? Yes. Yes. They ruined the United States, first of all, ruined our country. They set up this unbelievable immigration system. They're busing these people all over the country. And also, let's put it something that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of these people are professionals in their countries. You know, a lot of them are are like doctors and, you know, journalists who come here with a little bit of money and some self-respect. And you tell them to shut up and dribble. I cannot believe my own fucking community is holding up the good immigrants. And and you see this, right? Because you're in New York. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I'm a witness. I'm actually, I was just talking like right before, like I jumped here. I was talking to like a close person, like, and they were like, oh my God, but yeah, you see that video? Like, come on, they got to be a little bit more grateful. Definitely. I'm like, hold on a second. Not at all. Like, I I mean, if they're under, like, like, they should just go back. If, if I'm like, do do you remember like everything we went through? Yeah. Like, and the fact that they are here and they're ask, they're asking for like help and asylum doesn't make them any less than anyone and yeah. doesn't make them that doesn't mean that they deserve to sleep with a thousand people in the same bed and that doesn't mean that they they deserve to not have a bathroom and and i mean they're just, human beings like you said like with professions that they're trying to run away from a system that that like it's like you know it's come on like i definitely understand like what you mean and i'm here in new york watching it i'm actually with a group the community group that is helping them like really closely. Yeah. Like the food that they're being sent is like, they're not just complaining for complaining. Like the food that they're being sent is, is like not good food. And people are not noticing that a lot of these stories are coming out of the New York post, Fox news. These are right wing propaganda that I see my own friends posting this. And I'm like, bro, you are doing the white man's job. I listen. I will come down on 100%. an immigrant. I will come down on an immigrant, you know, if, if personally be like, hey, you're being an asshole. But if an immigrant yeah. is like, fuck this system, I hate it. I want to burn a car because of what this country did to my country. I'd be like, go right ahead. Fucking let's let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Why, why, why are we telling immigrants to calm the fuck down? Yeah, like we we are so used to being okay with the way that we are treated. And that first we have to Hold on, you first have to struggle like everybody else. Why? 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 Like if they have the like if they can have like permanent housing tomorrow and I have been struggling for 20 years, yeah. So what? Like you know, so that means that it's okay. That this is this is what we've been fighting for, that we shouldn't have been waiting for 20 years. This is why we're so we're gonna go ahead and and no offense to people who are not in the streets. Who think exactly. that they ah they should just work. no we're in the streets we're marching we know how the government fucks us over and if somebody comes here with a little fucking attitude good good exactly calling them out call them out hundred yeah. percent Ukrainians are coming in with attitudes Ukrainians at the border were saying that they were waiting for too fucking long and just started crossing without even being inspected they'd be like tell me later when I have to go to my hearing and I was like oh pero mira nada de esto 
But you got a better one going, I don't like the food. They're getting me like, me that they're ungrateful. We fail to understand, like, the news is only going to highlight what is going to be beneficial for, like, clicks. the government. Like, you know, yeah. and for the clicks. And at the end of the day, the government wants people to see the bad narrative of people complaining about... Um, I, I've seen the news, and, and and one thing that I'm going to say, the Spanish news, they're also really bad. Univision, yeah. sometimes they highlight the worst stories. Because yes. I would love for them to come and highlight the stories that I'm witnessing myself um, as a community um, organizer where the food is rotten um, for the immigrants. Where is the community looking for, for donations of clothes, yeah. of meals, of metro cards, of resources for the community? Because if not, they will have to wait weeks for this. Um, yeah. you know, so it's, it's just really sad to see like the news is only highlighting the best stuff. And then our own community is like, oh, yeah, she really wait. Yeah, she really um go back if y'all want to ask for so much. Yeah, let them ask for so much. Let them ask for so much. <laughs> this country stole everything. This country's not giving anybody anything. And people think there's some kind of line like I was born here or I came here 30s ago, 30 years ago and I should have more than them. Or I had to. I'm like, you're being fooled. You got this obscure and it's it's almost like a white man's mentality where they feel like well if you take it away from me you know if they take it away from me then i have less and it's like wow no. you are really being sold on that scarcity bullshit new york city yeah. is one of the richest cities in this country and the reason why there's not enough enough homeless shelter for all these people and stuff is because rich white people are hoarding houses apartments space that could be given to people who are in real need yes a hundred percent like it is like you know how many hotels that are empty in the city that we could just have like all this buses that are arriving comfortable um there's many apartment buildings that are empty, empty at the moment in the city all throughout the city that you know that it's just like unfair that not like again i'm not voicing now like that they're only the ones deserving of these no. spaces but if they're here and they came i'm yeah. just saying they deserve it as much as everybody else Thank they shouldn't you. have to struggle um so you're telling me that, okay, you have to struggle like we did for 15 years and then we'll figure it out. That's what we're trying to change. Like yeah. we try to, we want this to be like, if they came and they, and they're like, I just, not at all. I will never as an, yeah. and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm undocumented myself and I will never feel bad to see any of them thriving, like, or getting a permanent housing. Mm -hmm. Come on. I feel None like they're. No, no, not at all. I I'm glad that I'm talking to you right now because this frustration, you know, you're online. And, yeah. And I'm even surprised at some of the big TikTokers that are doing. Yes, I know. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I I'm seeing it. And I have to, I hate to say shit, but some of these people were born here. So yeah, they were you know, born here. They have, they, yeah. So they have that, that, oh, you come here. And you, I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you helping migrants? Or are you helping yourself? because exactly. you seem to only want to help when because you know what's very insulting about like helping migrants it's like okay it, i think of it like this right i put out like you know i have something in my hand like oh here's some crackers and somebody goes oh i don't like crackers and you go you fucking ungrateful and it's about you it's about you doing a favor and yeah. if somebody doesn't say thank you so much you're like oh you're so ungrateful i'm like right? it's not about them so you're expecting you. me yeah yeah you want the thank yous and and yeah you want all that shit yeah and I've like, actually, I've been seeing a lot of that um, in social media mm -hmm. that we'll only there will be a group um, of like supporters that they will mm -hmm. only support certain certain moments and certain causes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the biggest moments where we should use it for as an example that like, you know, our community deserves better overall, period. Yeah, I don't think us as an undocumented, like attacking what they're doing. 
I mean, I'm not going to say like everything in life, there's a group. There are going to yeah. be certain individuals that are not hundred percent. Of course. I'm not taking of that course. away because I've seen it, you yeah. know, every and, group. and they're going to use that and they're going to highlight that. And they're gonna you highlight know, that, that's yeah. the point. And it's yeah. our work to continue to show like, you know, this is not actually what's happening. Yeah. And not, 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 not actually continue to give more views to that bad narrative. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. Like, no. I think, I think that's definitely bad for our community. Yeah. And it affects a lot. It affects a lot because they were swept. Yeah. They were swept here in New York City. They were actually outside the hotel. And when all of the stories started airing about like how they were fine, that they were good, that they were just complaining, that they had good sneakers, that they had good stuff. Yeah. First of all, a lot of those things are not real. Yeah. We, we were in China. They're like right around the corner from Chinatown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> all right, man. They're already getting scammed. And then the company, they got Yeezys, man. Those are Yeezys with four Zs, bro. Chill. Those are Yeezys. Yes, yes. They're like, sleeping on it. New York, <laughs> if you haven't been, been to New York, GCs, <laughs> fake GCs are $5 across the street. Everywhere. And, yeah. all, and, the, and the hats and the gear. <laughs> like, you know. And, and also, like, gonna, yeah, yeah. And also, like, a lot of these people are professionals. We, I've been mentioned, a lot of these people are professionals in their country. Some of them are like journalists, well doctors, spoken, yeah, very educated people who had to leave yeah. because there's no jobs for them. So when they come here, they're gonna have some fucking dignity. Give them, they're exactly. medical professionals with some things. Oh well, they have their green card and have this. They should be thankful. They have dignity, mi gente. A exactly. piece of paper doesn't change how the government's making you feel. Yeah, and and that uh, you came to another country, like um, and I'm gonna tell you now that you say that I a lot I I get a lot of that in my country. My my um my family is really stable, like amazingly stable. Yeah. But my mom couldn't find um the same stability. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we can be in Dominican Republic, you know, that we could have been there. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I'm gonna come here or my mom came here and she expected to. To accept abuse yeah she like you know she had an education in her country she had you know so it's just like it's the same thing i think we have to put more ourselves in people's shoes yeah and their background before we speak like yeah. you know i think that's that's what's happening we're just speaking to what we're seeing and we're not necessarily like remember reminding ourselves like we mm. come from that background or mm. and that's and if you were born here like you're seeing these stories, you know that I like, come on, like, yeah. it's, it's just obvious. Like we, we need, we shouldn't be like um, putting each other down like that. At exactly. All. And that, that really hurts my feelings that people are really putting each other down. Cause you're saying like, you know, your mom came here cause you, you know, things were tough for her to find work there. And yeah. that's why she decided just to like overstay and everything. Cause uh, yeah. we are visa overstay too, because my father was abusive. So, you know, there was no mm -hmm. protection there for, for my yeah. mother. To, to report her abuse. So she's like, I got to get these kids out of here because this guy, you know, he could unalive me at any moment and that's it. You know I mean? He'll get away with it. Yeah. So, so that, that's the fear that people, you know, leave their house. So your mom came here just to like work and just decided to like, let's just stay here. Yeah. She came when I was nine mm -hmm. and she just decided to like, I'm just going to stay. I'm not going to mm -hmm. go back. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been here ever since I've been here ever since it's been 24 years um, mm -hmm. since I haven't gone back. Um. Yeah. Wow. Thirty years. I haven't gone back. Where? Where did you? Where did you station? Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. I'm in the Bronx. I've been okay. in the Bronx since um since I came. This okay. is where we've been, and this is where I am now. Yeah. Um. I think it's hard to live the Bronx. <laughs> I had a hard time leaving Woodhaven. I grew up in Woodhaven, Queens, and still, every time I go back, it's like, 
Man, it's like right. all the New Yorker in me comes back. You know what I mean? Like, I like oh, I'm ready to take my train, put my headphones on, hands in pockets. Like, I'm ready to be a New Yorker for a minute. You know, make cosplay <laughs> New know. Yorker again. Yeah. I have a struggle. Like, every time I'm traveling for work, even to, like, I'm jaywalking everywhere. Like, you know. <laughs> Yo, let me tell <laughs> you this. the street, stopping the, tr- the, tr- the, the, the car. Yeah. Like, I'm like. Yo, this happened, like, when we were actually down in D.C. for the for the march, right? So some of us decided to go see the White House. And I, I had a car. So I was like, Yo, let me drive. I'll drive. And it was like. Three other undocumented youth. They were like, you know, I'm 35, grew up in New York. You know what I mean? They're 21, 22 from Texas and California, right? So we get into traffic, man, and I'm fucking cursing like a goddamn New Yorkian. You know what I mean? I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. What the fuck? Yo, out of nowhere, this car, right, gets right in front of me, right? Just stops right in front of me, right? I honk mad hard, and I lower my window. I'm like, yo, get the fucking bus. I'm yelling at him, right? And it turns out to be a Capitol Police. And he's taking his bike. <laughs> He's taking his bike out of the back seat, right? And I'm like, yo, you dumbass, you can't, yo, I'm yelling at him. And the other two are, the youth are looking at me like, why are you yelling at this cop? And I realized, yo, like, some of us are born in a time and we grow up in a certain place that gives us this, like, this attitude. And my New York attitude, yo, is great for activism. Never leaves. Never leaves. And it's so good for activism. It's just like, yo, they were shocked that I like cursed at a cop. And then the cop was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, yo, they were like, he apologized to him like he's a fucking idiot. He's my fucking way. He just stopped (laughs) all of a sudden. Didn't give any fuck, even as a cop, that's a fucking stupid. Yo, the kids were fucking shocked that I was so New Yorkian about it. Yeah, yeah. I think um while working with them, um, that's one of the things that they love the most that the New York part of me comes out in everything, in the marches and the chants. Even when I'm chanting, I'm like, hey, we don't get it. It's like, you know, it's that New York enemy that comes out. Yeah. Like, it's there, it's there. I think once you're a New Yorker, always a New Yorker, no yeah. matter where you go. Yeah. Because it's like, it's always with me. Like, even when I'm walking, crossing the street, you could tell, like, she's from New York. Yeah. And that's something that I talk about a lot. Like, I got in a taxi in D.C. And they were like, you're from New York, right? And I'm like, why? Your accent. And I'm like, oh, my God. Do I have a New York accent? What? I lost mine a long time ago. When I go to the Midwest, like, uh, they only know I'm from New York when I say garbage. You know what I mean? They're like, garbage. They're like, oh, garbage. There it is. There's the New York word. That's the only New York word that comes out. But then, like, the, the attitude is there mostly. In my stand-up comedy, yeah. people can tell, like, oh, you you got the swag. I'm like, yeah, that's New York swag. I thank them for it. Thank New York for it. swag. Yeah. Like I'm always thankful for my New York swag, too. Uh, so, so, you grew yeah. up in the Bronx. And uh, where did you go to school? I actually went to high school in Monroe. Um, okay. That's here also in the Bronx. I, that's where I completed high school. Um, I had to leave high school when I was really young. Again, for re- for being undocumented, I, I just, like, I was a dropout, like, super oh. young. Um, wow. at 17. Um, and it comes a lot. That's one of the things that I'm trying to change at the moment with the work that I'm doing. Um, okay. And it's just, like, one of the reasons why I didn't go to school is because, one, my mom was really neglectful when it comes to that things like she was not mm-hmm. very involved mm-hmm. because she was undocumented herself so mm-hmm. she didn't know a lot she didn't um not like as i grew grow and um and i heal that's something that i'm trying to like understand because i was very like judgmental like why didn't you do more mm-hmm. you know why didn't you go to school like why didn't you ask questions but now that i'm like growing and i'm also a mom i see like the many reasons why you yeah. know that that happened and also, like, the lack of resources from the school. Now, as a student, I remember when I was already um, a senior that they were asking me questions for, like, to apply for college. And I had no social security whatsoever. And the counselor was like, you're going to have a really hard time going to college. 
Yeah. Are you gonna? I don't know. What are your parents gonna do? They're gonna have to find find four thousand dollars to pay for co- like very discouraging. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that about moment, New York. Like uh, it was just like what? I'm not. Never mind. I found out recently that like in in well you know in like good neighborhoods like you know outside of New York City, most kids meet their counselor actually like the first year of high school. And they're yeah. supposed to help them out. For us, we meet our counselors the last six months of high school. And they're like, wait, you're undocumented? And I'm like, yeah, man, maybe you should have found this out three years ago so we could have figured this out. Not six months when you're trying to see 2,000 kids. Oh, my God, yes. Like, 100%. And let me tell you, that's still that's still happening to this happening. day. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Because I am I got a scholarship last year. Um, it's called the Dream.us Scholarship, which mm-hmm. is going to, like, allow me to go to college. And oh, then wow. I'm going to be able to complete my bachelor's degree. Um, it's actually open. Um, at the it ends. It closes February twenty eighth, if I'm not okay. wrong. And I'm doing a scholarship party. Actually, I'm doing a. I'm doing a, a um, Valentine's Day. I'm gonna hold a scholarship party. Oh my I'm god! I'm gonna bring along. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a New York scholarship party. I'm gonna try oh. to bring along as many students as I can to help yeah. them apply. Again, one of the reasons why it took me so long to apply, mm-hmm. um, it was because a person like I'm, like me now that was like okay let me help you apply because that mm-hmm. scholarship um actually is really small now because they cut up the essays and sort of some some of the requirements mm-hmm. but um it does ask a few questions that it, if you don't have help um you will not click submit like and yeah. it took me and it, it takes a lot of students a long time so so right now i have 62 people that are attending <laughs> so i'm super um Right. Wow, that's so cool. You you didn't do like six two people applying for the scholarship for school to yeah. help each other out. That is freaking beautiful. Yeah, that's how you do you. it. Yeah, I love that. and they actually, I started that. You know, I talk a lot. Dominicans talk a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, como de repente, I'm like, you know, I want to do a scholarship during a call. Like I'm talking yeah. to you. I'm like, I want to do a scholarship party to bring as many people along. And it's actually happening. I'm super happy. Like, you know, I'm getting the help from the actual, like, you know, the dream.us as well to make this happen. Because, you know, a lot of the, like I said, when I went to high school, the reason why um, it took me so long to be able to do something is because, like, I didn't have a person, a go-to person. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to help to be. I'm trying to be as much as I can. Yeah. I hope that one day, like one of my biggest dreams is be able to have like my own organization where I can do all of this for free. I don't want to charge nobody a dollar. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody tells me, you're going to struggle. How are you going to survive? I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. See? That's I'm going to figure it out. I love that. See, we're, we're all about helping people for free and something like, like legit. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I got like some money from TikTok and it's pretty much all gone because yeah. I donated most of it. And people are like, what the hell? Yeah. You're supposed to help yourself. And I'm like, ah, I don't care. Like, it's not for right? me. Like, it's about helping my people. I like, see, we have different yeah, hearts than most be. people. Do you know what I mean? When yeah, you grow yeah, up nothing, when you grow up at the bottom, like literally at the bottom, you, you look up and you start to see like, you know, everybody else's struggle. That's why we have more empathy, yeah. you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think that's one of the things that I struggle the most as I'm growing as a person and in my career I want to do so much in so little time, but I need to like yeah. try to focus because at the end of the day, if you try to do a lot, then you don't do a, do as much, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, because like there's so much things like as you undocumented in New York, most like one of the biggest city, like there's a lot of experiences and things that you go through mm-hmm. that you want to change. Mm-hmm. Like at once you start like having the exposures and the capacity to like voice out these things. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying like, work in little spaces as I can. Like now I'm one of my focuses this year is gonna be that. Like my main priority is like helping students um 
get the scholarship on board into CUNY. Yeah. Um, it's really tough. Like even after you get the scholarship, you get yeah. the scholarship and even it's, it's even harder to enroll. Um, and I want to just be that person, that go-to person. And I hope like the scholarship party goes really well. And um, I get as much people as I can. It's the first, I don't know if it's been done before, but it's, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. And I freaking love it. I love the idea. Cause yeah, they're, they're so scary. Like all these scholarships, like I actually, I'm, I'm actually really lucky. I work for a, an organization that applies for like a lot of grants and stuff like that. You know, that's what okay. organizations do. But the main guy in the organization, like took a liking to me. He's like, Hey, I'm going to help you apply for your own private grants to help your undocumented art. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yo, he's been giving me books and he's been looking at my paperwork and I'm learning how to file for grants because of him. And it, it, I, I like that he's giving me baby steps and holding my hand because like sometimes like I, I'm 35. Sometimes I want to cry because it's like it's so confusing. And he's just like I, I shut down very easily. Like like when something goes wrong, it almost looks like Jenga to me where it all starts collapsing. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So like, but if one person goes, no, 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 let's let's put it back together one block at a time. I'm like, oh, OK, 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 here we go. And I can finish the work. But, yeah, I freak out way too quickly when something gets wrong. Goes wrong. I love that you say that. I love that you say that you're like you're 35 because I'm 33. And sometimes yeah. people expect for you to know everything mm -hmm. and for you to have it figure it out like to the T, even when it comes to like different areas and in, 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 that you want to work on. And, yeah. and it's just definitely I, I'm a 33 year old. And like you say, like sometimes you want to cry because it's all how difficult I had the first conversation with a college advisor for the first time ever last year. Wow. After I left, after I left high school, after that, she told me that I couldn't apply. That she's like, "Oh, your parents need to get four thousand dollars." That was the last time I spoke to somebody about school. Trauma. Period. You were you were so scared like, of it. You're like, "I can't." It, it, it's it's so daunting. College seems so daunting. At yeah. That point. And it's just like it's just because things are sometimes really hard, and we need to be walked by the hand, even if we're 33, yeah. 34, 35 mm -hmm. years old. And that's something that I want to like also like always be mindful as like I grow and I try to help as people as much as I can. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they're really there's a lot of focus like a lot on the youth. Like, you know, exactly. and, I'm, and, mm -hmm. and I don't want to take anything mm -hmm. away from that. But um, the youth, they grew. And, you know, the undocumented youth, um, we uh, we are older now and we yeah. still need help, you know, because we lacked that help a couple of years back. So it's just like something that I want to like always be mindful of, like and tell people like even though that I'm 33, when I was 23, I was not getting the help. So I'm still 23. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I do feel stuck. Same thing. Like I just you know, it's funny because like I'm 35 now, but I, I didn't think about college again because, you know, I couldn't go when I was 18, lost my scholarship also, yeah. until I was 31. And I decided to go and, you know, I had to pay some out of pocket and stuff like that. And then like yeah. the pandemic hit. So what was crazy was like everything went digital. So like all the information was sent to me digitally and like. I was lucky that I got to take my time and go through and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like my first two weeks in college, I was freaking out going to these buildings every day. And then the pandemic, and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's terrible. But thank God I get to be home and do this because I cannot. I cannot keep going. Those kids make me feel terrible every time I walk through those hallways and shit. Oh, my God. Yes. That, that's exactly how I feel now. Don't tell me that. Because I have one remote. I have three remote classes and one yeah. in person. And I'm walking into that building and I'm like, 
oh my god i feel so old i feel so old. <laughs> it's like you don't feel old like when you're living your everyday life but when you're around youth like when i was around those united with you yes. like i love your stuff i've been watching this i was 18 i'm like what i've been doing this two or three years like how what? Like, right? <laughs> yeah. like why I'm, I'm super i'm so young i'm a gen c what are you talking about yeah i'm a z right oh my god one time on a tiktok i wrote i not wrote but i said you know us young millennials and everybody in the comments went young question mark i'm like shut up i'm still a millennial <laughs> TikTok is undefeated. <laughs> young question mark. I'm like, shut up. Like young. Like, are you sure? Do you wanna you wanna rethink that again? <laughs> I mean, young are like, hard, <laughs> young are what? Young at heart. We are always young, young at heart. Like, come exactly. on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh my god. So Yo, this cool, is actually man. flying by. I only have like five more minutes before we gotta get out of here. <laughs> um yeah, so like I, I know you know you, you you did great work with uh with United We Dream and stuff like that, but now you're just like gonna focus on your own thing and starting school organization. That's like your next path. Yeah, um, I'm actually you know starting school. I started last week, my first um, semester. Uh, yeah, and continuing to work. I mean, you know, I'm gonna continue to work like a lot in a lot of a social movement um in the community. I'm probably a new organization, just waiting on some news. Um, so definitely, um, you're gonna see more of me. Um, a lot of the focus, again, like I said, of my year um, is going to obviously continuing to voice out like, you know, as we know, we were just targeted yesterday, um, DACA recipients, yeah. um, nine Republicans, um, they just issue a statement, think they calling it again unlawful. So you're continuing to voice out on as much as I can. I'm going to rally this year. I'm going to be in New York City taking action in the summertime. So, right. and, and just <laughs> you know, this, oh. this Republican led attack against DACA from last week, it's, yeah. it's a lot more vicious than the other ones. They, this one's straight up, they're like, just cut it, just be done with it. Yeah. Right? Just cut it. Yeah. They're calling out to completely cut the program. And as you, yeah, um, as we know, uh, new applications are like, that's not happening, but they want yeah. to stop renewals completely. Like they don't want DACA to exist whatsoever. And they put it in the hands of Judge Hannon. As we know, mm -hmm. Judge Hannon was the one that ruled against the program in the first place. So it is a little nerve wracking. We have to be alert. Um, we have to continue to voice out and 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 call out like um, Democrats to see what they can do for us this year, because it's yeah. really um, we're on like in a thin line um, when it comes to like DACA um, life. And then that's the same thing, too. Like, <clears throat> you know, at this point, you've been, you know, getting it for maybe a decade. And most people would tell you, you should be grateful. You know, but at a certain point, at 10 years, you're like, it's a lot of money. They keep changing the laws. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to keep existing. It's a lot of, you know, trauma and anxiety riddled yeah. with this. So what the fuck am I thankful for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Tell, you tell exactly. me what I'm to be thankful for. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like. Of course, I'm always grateful for DACA. Like, DACA changed my life. Like, it gave yeah. me the opportunity to work. But yeah. it also brought a lot of fears and anxiety and uncertainty because we don't know. Like, again, look at this. It just happened yesterday. And we have been living like this for constant 10 years, like, for the last 10 years, just fearing, like, it's going to be taken away at any time. Just imagine, like, the mental toll that that takes on any person, just knowing, like, that tomorrow you might not have a job tomorrow you might not be able to continue to drive a car because some states if you don't have DACA you cannot drive yeah so it's just like your life changes and and like is in hands of people that you know don't care anymore like it's obvious we have been fighting for a long time and we have been calling out the right people 
But I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to continue to fight. I mean, mm -hmm. this fight never ends. And as a community, we're going to continue to voice out and call out those people that are against us and those that can actually do something for us. And they're not like and they continue to fail us. Um, yeah. Biden. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, before we get out of here, uh, just, you know, because you're going to be doing your own work on your own. Where can people find you on TikTok or Instagram yeah. or everything? So make sure they keep up with your work. Sure. Um, you can find me in Instagram, Eva Santos Veloz, and TikTok as well, and Eva Santos Veloz. And if you need resources and information and um, up to date, always, you know, you can follow United We Dream. You can follow um, on DocuChange. There's a lot of different Instagrams in different resources that can actually give you the right information because it's really critical mm -hmm. um, to not like fall into false um, narratives and, you know, call out for like the wrong things. Yeah. And, and absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I know you're only doing one application party, you know, but if there's more, I, I want to see those posts on there so kids can get the help that they need to get the scholarship. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's much more going to happen um, along the line. I think this is going to be the first scholarship party is in February 14. And from there, more ideas are going to come. And I'm definitely going to be opening more spaces to help the community um, as much as I can in different areas, because there's a lot of help needed and a lot of different um, things that needs to be covered. And I'm thankful, like, I'm um, have a lot of community help that are going to make me um, help me do that along if, the way. I was going to say, if there's any way that I can help, you know, I'm in Philly. If anyone go up to New York and yes. host or, or do anything for you, I, I offer my services to help you and the community out for sure. Awesome. Chad. Thank you. And also thank you so much for like always like the work that you're doing. I'm, I mean, as a Dominican, I'm always really like proud and impressed to see you making like this change and, and just changing the narrative so much and i love it and the Thank work you. that you do is super it means cool, like super sometimes cool. i feel crazy sometimes i feel alone with my point of no. view and to have somebody like you be like no you're you're actually right and i appreciate what you're doing I'm like thank you Ava. like that means a lot to me like sometimes you feel a little crazy so i appreciate your kind not words no 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 i think it's definitely we need more chess out there changing <laughs> the game and speaking the truth in a world full shit. of carlos we need more chase i'm sorry <laughs> ah! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. That's going to get me in trouble. We're not going to cut that. All right. <laughs> Ava, thank you so much for everything. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. This episode is going to go up next week. We're going to make this because we have a lot of things that I don't want it to go too far and get lost in the, in, in the mix. So it'll be up next week. Look out for it. And everybody follow Ava on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Thank you. Bye. Take thank care. Thank This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.